Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance here we go, Lance. Here we are. It's Friday. We survived again. Another work week. Yeah. Living the dream. We are living the dream and I'm loving it. I want to give a shout out to some people who left us reviews. We went up, were we at 20 last time? Yes, because because our good friend Devin Tilly left the 20th. Now we're at 27. In only one week? In one week. So thanks to all of you. I'm going to read some of them. But please email me so I can send you either a PDF or a book cop or, or a, a signed book. So if you did it, email me at akg at f9productions.com and, and we'll get that to you. Number 25 was from M. Rainville. I don't know what that is. Uh, thank you for giving insight into how you run a, a firm. I've worked at small and large firms, recently obtained licensures, and I've started to develop a plan to start my own firm. Awesome. Your notes and thoughts are great help for me hurting the cats of my brain. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> that is so true. Thanks again. Look forward to it. Um, another person came across us in the ARE Facebook group, uh, another recent graduate, uh, got, he said he got this at a perfect time, couldn't stumbled on it at a better time. Currently in the thesis year, going to jump into the real world. Welcome to the swamp there. That's joseph.ech. So thank you everyone. Thanks for leaving, um, a review again. I'm going to extend the same thing. We're going to extend it to 30. So if you're the 30, no, 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 we're already at 27. We need to go higher than that then. Ah, <laughs> uh, who cares? Free book 30, at 30. Come on. And then anyone in between, you'll get a PDF version. So if you're at 30, you get a physical copy uh, signed. signed, sent to you free of charge. Uh, and then if you're in between that, we'll give you a PDF copy. So please jump on there. It's going faster than you think. So we really uh, appreciate it. Seriously. You got, you guys are the best. The only way, the only way this podcast grows and if it, if, if it's a value to you is if you leave us a review and share it with your friends, share it with your colleagues, even if they're not architects, I just know that there is some good business advice here, some good life advice, um, that can help other people out. So again, thank you. Thank you for all the, uh, all the reviews. It's been awesome. It's been honestly overwhelming. Like seven, for us to grow that much, that quickly is phenomenal. Well, I, I think it, it, it's thanks to these people because we've even heard offices have an inner chat, you know, a chat, a message board, something like that. And we know people are putting it up in their chat. Hey, go and check these out. I found it. It's very cool. Maybe give us a synopsis. So if that's you, thank you. If you have something like that in your office, and if you think it would be helpful, if you think it'd be useful for people, go ahead and put it on there. If you're in school, if you're in part of the AIAS, you can send it out. You can just send a link to SoundCloud or iTunes or whatever um, to, to your group, to your students, and just say, hey, check these guys out. They're, well, hopefully, we're talking about real issues um, that of, of architecture, and that's what we're trying to do, give you an inside look. Uh, all right, what's next, Al? What do you got? I see some something on the list. Yeah. So we went to a fundraiser. Yep. And what did you think of it? Uh, we went to a fund a political fundraiser, and we got to meet a congressman in person, and that was amazing. Yes. It was like, oh my gosh, you're one of the 435. This is this is this is cool, and we got to actually ask him real questions. So I, I obviously. Uh, 
if you get elected, you have to kind of, in that kind of a public office, you have to be likable. You have to be a good glad hander. So that was, that was an obvious one that I think we were yep. expecting. But the fact that we were able to actually go up and talk with him afterwards, engage with him, and, and he just flat out told us honest answers was kind of life-changing. The fact also that he wasn't stereotypical. So if you go to a fundraiser for a left person and a right person, you think that they're going to fit these boxes. And people were asking questions in, in a whole group. Well, it wasn't that big of a group. Yeah, it was big enough. Sure. Okay. It's just, this isn't like a, a public, this is at a house. It was at a house. How about that? Yeah, There's the context. Was the, it was yeah. at a private residence. Yep. Of, uh, uh, yep. Anyways, um, you would expect that they would stick to the party line. And they were, and he wouldn't. He'd give the real honest answers. And someone would bring up an issue. And every, this is a problem with politicians, not with politics, is everyone has their issues and they want to hear you speak to that issue. But he said, it's, that's such a, one of them, that's such a small issue. It doesn't even matter. And the lady was even shocked. And I was like, oh my, he's telling the truth. (laughs) He's telling the truth. No, exactly. He was telling hard truths, hard reality truths. And, and I, I, But he's, he's only, he's only one, one of out of the 435 congressmen that I met, but I don't know, man. It felt pretty honest. I mean, they all, they all say these things, but that, well, that's what I took away from it was like, oh, good. You, you kind of told me at the end of what, what the question that, we asked, that you asked him. I'll share it, too. Yeah, go ahead. Because during, during his, you know, he talked in front of the 20, 30 people, whatever. And uh, he said, you know, people need to grow a spine. Budget is a big issue. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's what all politicians say. Yep. So you were talking to him first, um, you know, and then I, I, I came in and said, hey, I'm his business partner. You start talking. Al Gore. Al Gore. Yeah, the, every oh. time, every time I can't tell you guys how much we use that as an icebreaker. Yeah. So change your do. name. Either Psycho, either Lance Psycho. And then I go, seriously? And then it's an icebreaker for me. Or Al Gore. Yep. Is an, it's been incredibly valuable. Yep. <laughs> So I said, other than, you know, that phrase, have a spine, is there any structural, is there any strategic way that you can see in the foreseeable future they're going to bring down the debt and actually have a balanced budget? And this is what I love about it. And I think the answer is very interesting to everyone that's listening. He said, uh, no, the only thing that's going to make a balanced budget is a catastrophe. He goes, because politicians are never going to get elected saying that they're going to cut something. And I was like, it's so freeing because I'm sitting here cursing in my car, yelling, <laughs> giving myself a heart attack. Why? Why? Stop voting. Stop voting for these stupid bills that increase, you know, by 2 billion percent. Why don't they all have a spine? And that's what he said. Have a spine. They're not people. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. And and the other logic is people think, oh, there's no consequences to having a bigger and bigger deficit. But if you read into what he said, it will change once there's some sort of catastrophe, whether it's a war, whether it's China stop buying bonds, whether it could be all these uh, recession, it could be the Fed's raising Bitcoin rates. Bitcoin just takes over. Bitcoin takes over. Awesome. And and what you should know about that is now come to the realization these politicians are not going to help you. They're so, not so, going to help so you. So who's going to help you, Al? 
I think you are. Exactly. Well, not you. No, I no. Think, exactly. Like the internal you. Yeah, exactly. So that, so I think that's one thing we try to get across on every episode at least one time is is, is personal responsibility, self ownership, and, and and being responsible for 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 yourself, especially as a, as a business owner and being fiscally responsible. So, I I believe what that what that gentleman had to say, and I because it, it there was just no hesitation about it with what he said. That was what was amazing about it. There was no stammering or anything. He just flat out already had the answer to it, and I did not expect. Because it's real. <laughs> yeah. Because so what he so could have said is, he could have said something like, well, we need a coalition of Democrats or Republicans, and how we're going to do that is, is you need to come out and vote, and you need to be yeah. engaged. Like, uh, I'd be like, gross. I have a yep. job. Or, 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 or he could have, if since it was a fundraiser, he could have said, well, you could start off by you know helping out here and donating, blah, blah, blah. But nope. He nope. just flat out said. so, I, And he said, you're not going to like it, but this is the truth, and I'm going to tell you. Yeah. So... <clears throat> I would encourage everybody. I don't care where, where you're at politically, but uh, because I think it just helps you understand kind of steering everything back to yourself. If you go out and try to get, just be a part of one of these fundraisers, one of these meet and greets, go talk to them, go meet the real people because you'll get real answers. And it, it will just put it in perspective. And, and for me, it, it, it did exactly what you said too is, oh, it kind of calmed me down. I'm just like, well, yeah, just, just got to get my own house in order. Yep. Like it starts with me. Well, also these positions that you see on TV on everything from uh, the border to it d- doesn't even matter. Those are the extreme positions. Yes. And I think what you'll find is you'll go to him and be like, oh, so you actually are reasonable and you don't think that. And if yeah. you could just talk to that go guy. Go to the source. Be, go to the source. Yeah. You can do it. You can access it. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't get confused by, you know, what our president says and and let's just say let's just be honest the craziness that's coming from there um but man (laughs) it's not what you think they they still i still don't have faith in them because he knows that it's not going to happen and he's still not going to vote for a balanced budget so (laughs) (laughs) again that's why it was so shocking it's like oh wow this is uh hmm, this is real Hmm. this is real yeah wow in other news i got stood up this week Really? You have a wife. I don't think she should stand you up. Ah, it wasn't my wife. Ah. I got stood up by a client, a potential client. Uh, so I can't remember. I think it was on, I think it was Monday. Yeah. On Monday, I had earlier earlier this week, I had a meeting scheduled down in Denver. I was going to go meet this potential client. It was like, on a, we're going to kind of redo a carriage house or something in the back. doesn't matter. Uh, I get to the job site and the front gate is locked. So I go, which is, it was a weird house too, because... Everything was set so far back to the rear. It's like the house was out also at the, in the in the alley, yep. like on the alley side. So I walk around to the alley, nothing. Walk around to the house again, walk around, and I give it 15 minutes. My appointment is at 1 p.m. I gave it to 1:15, and then I said, "Wow, that's enough. I guess I'm I guess I'm heading back home." And you know, I emailed him. I even called called the gal. And so, why I'm why I'm bringing that up is because then it prompted me to post in the entree architect community and kind of go on a little little just a question and a rant because i know this is a hot topic of do you charge for a first meeting do you not charge for a first meeting what is a first meeting so we've had this beautiful discussion going on on multiple threads about first meetings and uh there's been a couple a couple people posted like i posted first and then it prompted somebody else to post and then somebody else to post but it has been like comments after comments after comments and everybody's unique everybody's different 
some people are really heavy on, nope, you got to make you like $250 or whatever the chart, you know, right away, you just tell them that my time is worth this, whether they're coming into your office, whether you're going down there, doesn't matter. You should be charging for your time because then it weeds out, weeds out the tire kickers, right? Weeds them out. And then you and I started talking about it, right? Yep. And the first thing, and we're contrarians. Let's just not just call a spade a spade. <laughs> yeah. We always like to play like devil's advocate with even with each other. Even if like we know we're probably going to agree at the end, we'll just test each other and see, right? Yeah. So well, because you want to be able to flush out an idea, and you want to know hole, the you got want to shoot holes in. Things. You want to know the other's argument as well or better as whoever your opponent. And I wouldn't say opponent, but you just need to know both sides of the coin. Yep. So one of the so I'm bringing this up to Alex as we're driving to work. Uh, driving to go, driving to go teach, and Alex goes, "Hmm, so you said something like this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, well, when have we ever got charged for a lawyer right off the right off the bat? And we are an attorney, and we haven't. You know, like we've we've hired, gosh, right, like within the first year that we started, the first couple months, we had to hire an attorney yeah. to do stuff for us, write a letter or whatever. That meeting wasn't didn't charge us anything. And what was our conclusion? If they would have said we're going to charge you." The conclusion was, oh, this guy's probably going to nickel and diamonds for everything. We're not going for with him. Exactly, because you're sort of setting up the expectations. Yep. And and then, no, what's so funny is that, oh, the opposite perspective. And there's a lot of perspectives, but, oh, they would have weeded you out because you're a low-paying person, you know? Well, we happen to have a lawyer who is now, well, we have multiple lawyers, but one... Anyways, we gave money <laughs> to this lawyer. It, it relates back to this political talk that we were talking about. So it was a good idea for that lawyer to give us a free first meeting. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and actually we even had a, a, another meeting re- regarding our development. Just no, nobody nobody expected any kind of uh, charge for that. It was mostly just, just kind of business person to business person. Big picture, you know, how would you approach going forward, you know, trying to do what you're trying to do type of thing, right? There was no charge for that. So <clears throat> it seems like there's there's two consensus, consensus, consensi, I, I don't know. Uh, one, charge right up front. And I totally buy the logic. I get the logic. You know, maybe it's, maybe you know, one, one guy posted and he said he was just so, uh, he, he started this, um, he started this company and he, he got in such high demand that, he had to start like weeding people out because he was just getting overwhelmed with phone calls. And it kind of reminded me of the tiny house and and we haven't been overwhelmed with inquiries, but we've gotten enough inquiries over the past couple of years since we built the first tiny house and we're on television and all that and noticed that there's, there's some crazy people out there that just have crazy ideas. And it's like, you know, that's a waste of time. So I, I I tell them the price I get Lance almost this last two weeks, I've gotten about one a day. I tell them the price right away. Weeds them right out. Well, there you go. Get right out of here. <laughs> hey, this is going to cost you this amount. <laughs> really? One a day? It's been crazy. Wow. I See, think our show's been going on. Our numbers on our website are, are huge, both F9 and, and the tiny houses. All these listeners are just sharing. Sharing, blowing up, blowing up, blowing up F9. Yeah. So I get that logic. I understand your time is valuable. I understand it's limited here on the earth. All of these things, right? Yep. And I also understand that some of some a lot of the a lot of architects, what is it, like a third, a third of them are sole practitioners. You can't afford. You can't afford to give up your time. Yeah, no. in the very least. No, I was gonna point out maybe that guy should expand, but then maybe quality goes down. So and maybe you just want to be a sole proprietor. Yeah, some people, some people, some people I talk to, um, 
they expanded past our goal number, which is 12 people. Yep. And they went to 15. And they were like, I, while the money was great and all of that, at the end of the day, I, I was such a paper pusher. Mm. It was like eating away my soul. And they needed to get back to architecture. So they ramped down after the recession to like three or four people. I get it. I understand that. I understand everybody's though this perspective of time is money, right? Yep. Also, uh, if you're going to email me about the tiny house price, I'll tell you so you don't have to email me and bother <laughs> me. <laughs> the ones from Tumbleweed cost about $75,000. And those are the wood ones, the ones that look like cabins. Cabin, yep. The one that ours is all glass, folding deck, folding awning, solar panels, all that are 90K plus. So, so... So that's sort of that perspective, and I and I got that, and I started asking some of the people too, like, well, I mean, how how, how big is your firm? And, and that kind of led me, you know, I'm trying to narrow or at least put people in uh, in the same boat. Of, what's that? In the, in the same boat as us, so you can get perspective. Is that? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, yeah, I'm just trying to understand, like, well, it, it, you know, because there's there's maybe I don't know, there's no number to it, but let's say ha- half of the other people are like us, where we're saying, nope, first meeting is gratis. First meeting is gratis. So. Then Alex, then we started asking Alex, I, I was asking Alex in the same drive, like, well, why, why is it important that we do a gratis meeting? And then we started to think, and we started talking about, well, because we're volume based. And what we mean by that is we're never, we're never the highest uh, charging architect. We're never the lowest charging architect. We're kind of right in the middle. Yep. And then therefore our idea is we're going to capture as many projects as we can. We're both still young, relatively speaking, to the point where like, we're okay with not killing ourselves, but we're, we're workaholics. You know, yeah. I like, I like to think that we have integrated lives. Like you, you went to uh, last Friday, hanging out with, hanging out with Alice. Cause you hanging out. Wife was, wife was, wife was out and about high five and stuff him. like that. So, but, but so there's these two sides, right? You got to charge, you got to not charge because if, if you're not charging, then you're just, you're setting up the expectation that your time is worthless, you know, and that it's not worth anything. And that, you're going to be there for cheap and then you know you've wasted a half of a day and and that's one perspective but when i go to a free meeting with a lawyer i don't think their time is worthless it just depends on on that person i could see that point but i could see the opposite point that that doesn't have any correlation the other thing that you brought up is weeding out and i do think you need to weed people out and how we've been doing it maybe you have some more questions but when you're in the phone call or having a meeting these two questions help weed out how serious someone is. Do you have land? What is your budget? Do you have a construction budget? Because if they say no to land, but they say, hey, we're getting it. Okay. Then you might, might meet with them. And if you ask what's your construction budget, and if they say their program is uh, 2,500 square foot and their construction budget for just construction is 100,000, you'd be like, well, you are kidding yourself. Kidding yourself, you kidding are, yourself. You, you are, are kidding, kidding yourself. yourself. Yep, yep. Yeah. And I can't remember what episode. I can't remember I can't remember I cannot remember what episode it is in particular, but if you scroll through if you go to SoundCloud or iTunes or whatever and you look at um, it, it was maybe like a mid twenties episode or something for inside the firm. There's it's the three V's of internet marketing. And the first V I think is vetting. And it kind of goes in more depth about Alex is talking about specifically to internet marketing because that's basically that's one of our, our, our you know platforms that we launch off of and and try to get new clients anyway so there's these two sides right where I concluded at was there's two kinds of meetings sorry there's, I looked it up it's number 20 
Okay, perfect. Number good, twenty, good people. Num- num- number twenty, go check out. Uh, uh, what is it? Is it the three V's of the inter- three V's of internet marketing? Wonderful. That it expands a lot more on what Alex just went over. Yeah. So what my conclusion was is today, there's actually two kinds of meetings, and this is this is all in discussion. Everybody kind of laid laid it out, which is awesome. There's two kinds of meetings. One meeting where a lot of architects who were charging for them, it seems like they would go there. They were kind of doing like what you were doing for Angie's List. They uh. write they write notes down. They do a quick zoning analysis. They actually do a sketch. And then they write a proposal. And so they're actually going in and telling people things, you know, suggestions, giving advice. Like, yes, there's you are you're putting your value on display. So you should, like... Technically, you should and charge for that. You are providing something tangible other than just the meeting. Yep. Okay. Then there was my approach, and I think your approach too generally, if it's, if it's a gratis meeting, and that is you go, glad hand, try to, make, try to make a personal connection, and sort of be a counselor in that I'm just, I want to just tell me, tell me what you're thinking. What are your concerns? What are your comments? What, you know, what, what are your goals? for this addition to your house or this new building or this new business what 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 do you want to get accomplished and then you know asking him all the typical questions beyond that about like then you start talking about budget land or not budget or not land i mean but budget uh expectations for when how long we can get a building permit and all this kind of stuff really try to feel them out broadly and then the table usually turns in that meeting or i say okay do you have any questions for me and then they ask, yes, well, how does, what goes on from here? And for me, it's about a five minute pitch after that. And in this case, now it's me bringing the new proposal graphically and showing them, just walking them through. Here, here's what you can expect from me within 24 hours. And we're done. My meetings for those land between 16, or, sorry, 16, 15 minutes and 60 minutes. I think that's a much different scenario. But my final, like funneling everything to one thing here is... We should be vetting. I'm going to try it at least. Just a, can I get a five-minute phone call with you? What of those two meetings are you looking for? Because I have a meeting on Monday where I, on Wednesday of this week, um, I, I experimented again. I got an inquiry, and the lady called me, and uh, she wants to do this commercial project down in Denver. And we talked and chatted about it for about five minutes. And then I said, okay. Uh, and she wants to move so fast and she wants she wants to figure out a construction budget before so she can possibly get out of this potential uh, purchase on this property. And I go, oh, well, it sounds like you're looking for more of a consultation. Yeah. With, some, with a written analysis. letter. Analysis. An analysis. And she goes, yes. And I go, okay, for that meeting, I kind of arrived here organically plus yeah. deliberately. So I said, oh, for that meeting, that's going to be you know, $250 or whatever I said. But if you sign the contract after I give you a proposal, we'll roll that, we'll roll that back into there. Roll it right into there. So I, to me, this is my conclusion is there's, you have the, it's a vetting about what kind of meeting you're going into. I and like I it. still think it's okay to do a gratis versus a consultation meeting. And maybe because you explain the two different kinds of meetings, you can talk them into not doing the gratis one. Well, because then you, because then it's a, it's the first time you can just like put their feet in the water. Let, let me play that back to you yes. and then, and then correct me. So, um, get an email, get a voicemail or you're talking to them and somehow you, you in the first two scenarios of a, if it's an email or voicemail, 
you ask to talk to them. Say, hey, quick five minutes, blah, blah, blah. I did it this morning. Got an inquiry this morning. First thing yep. I asked. Yep. And then you say, hey, my name is Lance Psycho. Ha, 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 that so funny? <laughs> my business partner. See, see, and there's your joke. <laughs> you start breaking that ice. Yep. And then I, I just wanted to call and talk to you um, to, to better serve you and ask you which type of uh, meeting you want. There's two types of meetings that we do. One is just gratis. We come down and we talk about your project. I get to know what you want, you know, where your land is, what budget you have. And then I take that information and I write up a proposal to see if you want to go with us where I'll lay out the steps and the cost and all that stuff. So that's one kind of meeting. And the second kind of meeting is that you need some help, some analysis or sort of some direction. Direction, I think is the key word here. Yep. So I come down and, and, and we, we talk basically about the first step, but we do an extra step. And that's where we start research either setbacks, zoning, costs, something like that. And it's a, it's a cost meeting. And then we'll produce a report for you that answers those questions. Exactly. That's, that's, that's the sales pitch. That's exactly the sales pitch. Yep. Look at that. Take, Cut that out. Cut that out of the podcast. Nope. We uh, <laughs> just trying to enable all of our competitors. Yeah. <laughs> And we don't want to cut. So things. yeah, I'm going to try it. Um, I'm going to try it. That's going to be my approach from now on. So this is, I'm, I'm happy to evolve, but I, I just got to, I don't think there's a hard and fast, you got to charge every single time. Now, maybe, maybe there is with, if you're a sole proprietor, we have a staff behind, a, an amazing staff behind us that allows us to literally do stuff like this. We're not getting paid to do right. This podcast right, right here. Um, Send us your money. Send us all. It, we take bitcoins too. Yeah, <laughs> I cut you off though. That was, was it. That was it. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it and see how it goes. I like and, it. and give people and and I will. I'm happy to keep everybody updated on it. But that was my big. That was my one big uh, business lesson from this week. Yep, that's what I got. Very nice. I like it. I like it. Now we're on to one of our favorite segments. Our bestie Nick is here with Nick Reads. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. I trust you boys had a bit of fun last Monday. A reading. Sleep on it. The solution is simple. When you're faced with a complex issue or presented with a challenging request from a client, before you race into any decision, mull it over. This is especially important when a client presents a particularly challenging request. Never say no immediately. You want to keep your client happy, but you also need to be able to deliver a project in a profitable yet timely way. Ask clients for a day to think about it and tell them you'll get back to them. This gives you time to consider alternative possibilities to achieve the desired outcome. Whether they are a client, an employee, a friend, or a best friend. Be certain to respond back. Once again, Art Gensler and his 50 principles. Al, Lance, my wife had a besties weekend not long ago. The beach, the booze, the extravagant dinners. Seemed like a lot of fun. Toodles! Do you, I wonder what he's getting at. Do you think he's implying something? I think he's so successful, though. I think he wants to fly us out. That's what I was thinking. How did you read my mind? I don't know. I was Just thinking. I was thinking instead of instead of Nick sending Bitcoin to us, 
He could just send us tickets. Yeah, I like that. We accept tickets too. Yeah. I, I like that reading. What I like about it is the first line, the solution is simple. So everyone is progressing in the knowledge that they know. Uh, and the more knowledge I know, the more I find out that fundamental simple solutions are the answer. Every time. Every time. And I'll give two examples, and I don't want to harp on this one because it's kind of touchy. So uh, there was a, sh- a shooting yesterday, right? And then yesterday, I mean today, during this podcast, I have a little pop-ups. I'm trying to not have pop-ups, but somehow the internet gives me pop-ups. You're Al Gore. Yeah, exactly. You invented it. FBI did not follow up. So apparently there was yep. a report, right? So following up is a fundamental thing, but yet the solutions from Congress, whatever, oh, more money, more this, more guns. And, and I'm not trying to say more guns, less guns, whatever. That, do, that, doesn't, that doesn't matter. In this scenario right now, just that they didn't follow up is huge. And that relates to architecture. It re- relates to capturing criminals, preventing criminals, to, to absolutely everything. And then I'll give a work example. So one of my guys were asking me questions about a wall. What details should we do? And we're looking at these details. And I, and I go, we need to, I go, just back up. I go, go to a 3D view. I go, spin around. <laughs> <laughs> because I need to get perspective. Because that's another simple solution. Like yeah. Step back yeah. and get some perspective, right? And the answer was, what you're asking me to draw or not, he was going to draw two different things. The second one doesn't exist. Case doesn't exist. We don't even need to draw it. Because there was... There might be uh, two two different ways we could connect the floor box, right? Depending on how how long the walls were, and I was immediately going to say like, "Oh yeah, show both, show both. Why why not? You know, take another half hour." But I said, "No, let's back up. It's not even. We don't even have that condition. Don't need to draw it. There's your answer. It wasn't a brilliant answer. <laughs> it was a simple answer, but you know, it's needed. Yeah. Well, you and I had a discussion yesterday. Late in the afternoon, I called you, and I was working on the development project. Yeah. And I was like, this seems really complicated to do the roof in the first way that we talked about. Yeah. And then we... You're saying it much nicer than you said last night. (laughs) (laughs) A lot less F words. Yeah. S word, all the words, all the words. Uh, And then then you were like... And then I said... And then I pointed back to, okay... What did we do? What did we do? Yeah. What did we do? And then I had to think about it. And you had to think about it on a different project. And then we, and then we have followed up and looked at that project and and went in detail. And it's like, oh, that, that that's a fundamental, fundamentally more simple solution. I think however you can get to that point and it might be you sleeping on it. So to like sum this, to close this little loop back up is for me, a lot of times those solutions, those really simple, clear solutions will come. I have to either walk away from my desk or just be done working for the day. You know, you just like exhaust yourself to a certain point and then your mind frees up and the solution just sort of sub, it's already planted in your subconscious. Totally agree. Or call, talk to someone, say, come look at this, come look at that. And, and why this works too is um, sometimes I'll even do it in my head. And this is what we tell students is once you tell the person sitting next to you to come look at this, and then you start to explain it, you start to get clear. You will probably solve your own problem. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what, what about the, Oh, I guess I'll do that. Okay. Go away. <laughs> or, the, or they will just have a different perspective or look at it and then you can pause, think about it and hopefully it works out. Good to go. Good yeah. to go. It, well, last thing here, 
For, before we jump into ARE, ARE Jeopardy. Oh, so fun. It's the best. And then we have some nice community shout outs at the end too. Yeah. Uh, if we if we were to if we were to have a besties weekend, Ooh. uh what would what would you what would you be your food of choice? Your you seafood guy? If we, I mean, no. w- would we do this in Florida? Would we have to do it in Denver? Do they have tacos in Florida? Oh, do they have nachos in Florida? I, do they I have guac? All I know is there's because if they don't have guac, I'm not going to. For that every state. three people in Florida, there's one Waffle House. That's what I know about Florida. Oh, See, now I'm questioning. If he sends me tickets and there's no guac in that state, I think I have to refuse on principle. Yep. All right, something something to ponder. Okay, uh, next segment is ARE Jeopardy. Are you ready to rumble, Lance? Yes. Everyone else? First, a, a shout out to Evan Troxel. If you haven't gotten his book, ARE Hacks, it's a great place to start. You can find it on Amazon.com. It's ARE Hacks. Learn how to pass the architecture registration exam. Because I think first is setting up the time and getting your mind right is the the fundamental perspective shifting solution to this. But right now we're going to go into ARE hacks. I mean, we're going to go into ARE Jeopardy questions. And I'll ask the first two. Okay, first one. To reduce noise from a highway adjacent to your site, how where should you place the wall? A as close to the highway as possible, B, as close to your building to shield the noise as possible, C, halfway between the highway and the building, D, use concrete instead of wood. What an ARE question. Good you like Lord. That. You like Gosh, that. My and ulcers you, are coming back. Want me to clarify, reread the question, reread the answers, or are you guys good? To reduce noise from a highway adjacent, so just right up to your site, your property goes up to the highway. Where should you place a wall? A, as close to the highway as possible. B, as close to your building as possible. C, in between, halfway. D, use concrete instead of wood. (laughs) Concrete instead of wood. Awesome. All right. You guys ready? A, A, B. The answer is A. So you want it as close to the source of noise as possible. I was hoping to throw you guys off with D because use concrete instead of wood. Yes, concrete is better than wood, but the question is where to place it. Now, little trickster, trickster. You're a a fox. Okay, Uh, question number two. What material has the highest compression, compressive strength? A, brick masonry. B, wood. C, concrete. D, steel. Impressive strength. Is it brick? Is it wood? Is it concrete? Is it steel? I like how terse your questions are and how mine are lengthy. Huh. It's just what a reflection of each other. Huh. Just straight Somebody's wordy. Somebody's not. Yeah. Somebody wrote a book. Somebody didn't. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. You guys ready? C, C, A. The answer is D. None of you. Steel has more compressive strength than concrete. Look at that. All right. There you go. Nobody got that. No one. I'm wow. not marking any points. What a tricky ARE question. Yeah. Okay. That but, was... but, but, and, and I remember this because everyone talks about concrete having good compression strength and that good tension strength. It has good. It doesn't have excellent like steel. Yeah. All right. Question number three. 
You have designed an addition to an existing home, and upon demolition, it has been discovered that the house is supported on dr- by drilled piers and not spread footings, as you previously assumed. The new foundation must now be revised to, to be supported on drilled piers. Who is responsible for the additional co- construction costs of the piers? A, the contractor. B, the architect. C, the structural engineer. D, the owner. Oh, looks like everybody everybody has an answer for that one. Okay, what do we got? Let's start with the left. D, 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 correct. Bam. It is the owner's building. That is the owner's building. And fun fact, that just happened to us a couple weeks ago. Well, look at that. The owner was not happy, but we were like, well, I don't know. We weren't going to, architects aren't going to dig, right? We're not supposed to do construction stuff. Okay, so what do we have? Do we have a, just a right, two-way, two-way tie? tie? Two-way tie. Could be three-way. Could be, could be three-way. We just need someone. To get a neck one right, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a layup, in my opinion. Ready? Number four. What is the minimum head height between the bottom of a beam and the top of a floor in a residential basement? A, six foot four inches. B, six foot eight inches. C, seven feet. D, eight feet. I think it's kind of tricky because there's two different rules at play here. There are two rules. Absolutely. It is kind of tricky. Yeah. Because and when you go through the code book and you read this, you and I have actually talked about this before in the podcast. When you go through the code book and you read this, it's kind of shocking. Yep. Okay, that's your hint. Does everybody have an answer? Yeah, so, so or do you need to read up. it one more time? Okay, what do we got? B, B, and A. A is correct. <laughs> that's not wait, okay. wait, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. <laughs> was that a shot in the dark, Mr. Correct? Or did it recently? Gresh happen? looked up the code earlier this week. <laughs> oh, you can't. That's a biased question. Okay, that's why I have a bonus. This is a rig. That's why I have rigged. a bonus. We can't rig the primaries. Okay. This is we're not I'm rigging. Erasing the- that. <laughs> that's a race. And, and, and here's the It was the a tricky troll things. question. Gresh looked okay. at me and immediately right like first three words. Gress was like looking at me. Habitable space is seven <laughs> foot. Clearance for head height is normally six foot eight, but then there's the allowance for a beam in the basement, six foot four. Yeah, like a drop Three beam. Rules. Yep. Woo. Pretty crazy, right? You wouldn't think of that. That's a good one to remember, honestly, because it might yeah. it might come up. We don't know. Okay, this is the bonus, but this is a this is a fun one, okay? Well, no, this is this is I erase that one. This is we got a tie, possibly a This is collusion. Yeah, between you two, and I called it out. <laughs> us two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. On a leisurely Sunday drive, you happen to pass by an existing home that you're currently designing an addition to, and you notice that the footings have been poured without a building permit. Ah. Who should be contacted first? A, the building department. B, the client. C, the contractor. D, the structural engineer, or E, all of the above at the exact same time in one big conference call? I'll ask, I'll, I'll repeat the question. On a, seat, on a leisurely Sunday drive, you happen to pass by an existing home that you are currently designing an addition to, and you notice that the footings have been poured without a building permit. Who should be contacted first? A, the building department. B, the client. C, the contractor. D, the structural engineer. E, all of the above at the exact same time in one giant conference call. This is all. What, this is what we do on Sundays, right? Just drive by buildings, yeah. look at them. Like, oh, that's so nice. All right, looks like we have answers. We'll we'll start on the left here. B, E, B. 
Uh, the correct answer is B. Who, who got it? I wasn't paying attention. Uh, oh, those two. Okay. So now uh, do we? No, we don't nope. have a tie. We, we have the same winner. Congratulations. King Gresh just over here destroying there it. There we go. Watch him take the ARE test and then he fails and everybody else passes. I know, right? And that's how it works. Yeah. That's how it works. That's your lesson. Okay. Thanks, guys. So we want to give a quick shout out over to our friend Mark LePage over at the Entree Architect podcast. And as he always says, if we build better businesses, we will build better architects. So if you aren't already a listener, I'm sure a lot of you are, please go check him out. He also actually has what I really like is uh, other business owners or consultants on. It's not just architecture. I think there's a lot to be learned. There's even some marketing people that he has on that have really interesting ideas. Um, so, so go check him out. And then... Um, Mark and his team at Entree Architect will show you will show you how to build a better business. You can even download their free online course, Profit for Small Term Architects, at entrearchitect.com forward slash free course. So guess what our friend Eric Reinholdt is doing? What's he doing? Awesome what, stuff. Guess, awesome guess, stuff guess, like guess what he did? Guess what he did? 3D printing? Nope. He made another video. Oh, fantastic. Guess, guess what else he did? What else did he do? He crushed it. I'm serious. He absolutely crushed it. What's this, this one about? This one is what to do after architecture schools. Advice for graduates. And uh, know what? It's not just for graduates. It's for everyone. The, the first intro is, is, is good. It's, it's only like three minutes. So you, it's very digestible. At like two minute mark, he just crushes it with a list. I recommend anyone who is thinking about, hey, maybe I'm going to transition. Maybe I'm thinking about architecture, what I want to do, or graduate. He lays out like 10 pieces of advice that you should just write down, print out and put in front of your face. Like, uh, well, here's one. The work you do is the work you'll get. So think about that in, in school. If you are producing like crappy work, right? Or just kind of getting by, what do you think is going to happen in the future? What if you have these dreams, these delusions that you're going to be some master? Of grandeur. Yeah, of some master architecture. And you're just barely putting stuff in, but you know you have talent or skill. Well, guess what those other kids who have talent and skill do? They're doing the good work now, and they're going to build on that. They're not going to stop. So what you do now is going to manifest itself in the future. So he has plenty of videos. He covers a range of topics. Uh, Join the 112,000 subscribers that he has by going to YouTube, finding 30 by 40 Design Workshop, Eric Reinhold. You'll find it. Subscribe to him, and as always, if you if you like the podcast today, if you if you uh, feel like it's it's done you some good, if you've, you've learned a few things, if you've had a few laughs, please 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 follow us on the Twitter, follow us on Facebook, join our uh, private inside the firm Facebook group where you can ask us questions. We're um, we're always there. I'm on it more than Al, but we're, we're still both here to do. We're both here to, to listen to hear you to hear hear from you. See what you have to say. Maybe maybe you've got an inside question to inside the firm, and we'll help you out. Um, please share this podcast with with somebody else in your firm. If you are listening, if it's a small firm, medium sized firm, big firm, whatever. We, the only way the only way we grow and the only way we we continue to keep doing this is if we, if we keep growing. And there's some incentive to do it, so we really appreciate that. Spam and, your office. That's what you're saying, right? Spam your office 100. percent Spam your friends. Yep. And with that, we'll see you next week.